Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Heart of Indie Radio. We are so excited to have you with us this evening as we welcome a very special guest to our studios. This artist began his musical journey at the age of five and later honed his craft singing in choir. Such a familiar story for so many artists, particularly in the South. And I grew up in the South, so I can say that. Okay. <laughs> this artist... <laughs> has put his foot forward in terms of using his music, his platform to touch the lives of others in a very positive way. You know, his dedication to both the lives of others and giving back to the music industry has not gone unnoticed by us here as we have officially signed him to Hands of Grace Ray of Light, Heart of Indie Radio. Please join me in welcoming our most recent signed featured artist, Tay Lewis. Welcome to the show, Tay. How are you? I'm good. How are you, man? Oh, I'm excited. Excited to have you back on the show again. And now as a signed artist, how does that feel? It feels good. It feels good. Actually, it's my first time being signed to something. So oh, I'm excited my goodness. about that. Your career, get that pen ready because in your career, you're going to sign a lot of contracts. But you know, wow. we're, we are so honored that we're your first. So this is cool. Yes, sir. Yes, so, sir. I'm excited. I'm excited for real. Y'all have been doing great things. I've seen nothing but great things come from Heart of Indy. So I'm like super excited about it. Oh, thank you. That that means so much to us. So where do you call home? Share with our listeners where you call home. Yeah. So currently I live in New York, but I'm originally from Goldsboro, North Carolina. It's a small little town near Raleigh, North Carolina. Uh, not a lot of people know where it's at because most of the time they know exactly where Raleigh is. But Goldsboro is like one of those small little cities where everybody's like, what? what? Where is that? Where is that from? I don't know. And then when you explain to them Air Force Base that that's located there, they're like, oh, yeah, like I used to, you know, go there because I had friends that was in Air Force Base there. I'm like, OK. Well, you know, I'm prior Air Force, too. So I totally get that. In fact, my entire family, all the males were. U.S. Air Force, so I followed suit. So, so you, so you probably was there one time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know where it's at. Yep. Right. Oh my goodness! So you began your musical journey at the age of five years old. You, were, I mean, you were already rocking it at five years old, and I can kind of identify with that wholeheartedly. Can we explore just a little bit about that journey at starting at five? What What was Tay doing at five years old? Yeah. So at five years old. I honestly was singing in the choir. My dad, he was a, he wasn't a pastor at the time. He was an associate pastor. So he was under another person um, at the time. And then um, I would sing in the choir. I would be directing choirs, just leading and singing as much as I could. And I started realizing like where my gift was around that time, even though I was a little boy, but I was just singing because, you know, my mom and my dad, they forcibly made me sing. But um, I started to enjoy what was going on. You know, I was just like, man, this is great. I love singing. I love being able to uh, minister to people, to be able to, you know, show people my gifts that God has given me. And it's just been a, a great, it was just a great thing to actually do that. But as I got older, I started realizing too, like, this is something that I really wanted to do. So, um, yeah, that's what I did when I was five, pretty much. <laughs> Music is addictive, isn't it? Uh, yes, in a very, in a very good way. Um, yeah. I'm so addicted to music. I listen to every sorts of music coming from um, R&B, pop, gospel, CCM music, Christian contemporary music, um, rock music. Like I listen to all oh, sorts man. of music. Yeah. 
So I can totally identify with that. And you know, you realize you're a true musician or artist when you start listening to songs and, and at least for me, you start picking them apart, picking the vocals apart and the instrumentation apart and the, the arrangement apart. You start listening to the dynamics of how it was created in the first place. And exactly. So, yep. <laughs> you're not listening to it with the same ear that the average consumer would be. So fast forward just a few years and you're kind of honing your craft, singing with the choir. That is pretty cool too. So how did that help you or perhaps shape your career or your musical journey? I would say that it kind of shaped me in a way where I could be able to really be myself, honestly, and really to like show my, to show people who really, who I really am as an artist. I can say that it really helped me to understand where God was like really trying to steer me at, honestly, because now that I'm shaped as a country artist and at one point I was trying to be, I was like, you know, singing gospel music. That's, you know, something that I love singing, which is gospel music, but it also shaped me to understand all different cultures of music. Um, And now that I've had parents who bless me to be able to listen to all sorts of music I was able to hone into the craft of really what I wanted to do, which was country music. And so um, my first, I'll say my first album that I listened to that was country was Dixie Chicks, uh, Wide Open Space. Oh my goodness. Yeah. (laughs) And the first time I listened to that, I was like, my God, these, these women can sing. I've never heard of them before, but these women can sing their hearts out. And I felt the emotion behind it. Um, I felt like the just the energy that was given off on the songs that they were doing on the album. It was just an amazing album. And so I knew then that this is what sh- this is what I wanted to do. And it shaped me and molded me into what I'm doing now. Um, so, yeah. I think I'm seeing a pattern there. You know, in, in a choir, you you learn about the dynamics of music. You have to learn to work together as a team because it's it's pretty much team effort, right? But you learn also about harmonies and everything. And and here, your first group that you really love is the Dixie Chicks, and that's yeah. all about harmony. <laughs> you know, the the deeper we delve into music, the more we feel, the more we understand the world that we live in from a very personal and hopefully a collective perspective so that others can relate to our music, right? So by this point on your musical journey, how did the process of doing backup vocals and working alongside other artists impact your own journey, do you think? Like doing background vocals, obviously being in the choir and singing for various background singers when they come to town. Um, I've actually sung for people like, I've sung background vocals for Dorothy Norwood, who was a gospel singer. Um, I've sung background vocals for Stacey Lattisaw, who was an R&B singer. They they really helped me to kind of shape and understand how to be a musician, honestly, because learning how to really sound, like sound in sync and not really how to uh, sound by yourself. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of times when we get as artists, we think, as an artist, we're supposed to sing like any way that we want that we want to sing. But as an artist, if you're singing in a group, you have to really be in sync with the group and really understand how they're singing and learning what they're learning what your partner is doing on the side. Um, because we can get so caught up in how we sing and how we want to sing, and we don't really focus on who the group where the group is going. And so it really kind of helped me, background vocals really kind of helped me focus and hone in into understanding that 
it's time to that there's a time to like break out and do your own thing. And then there's a time to really be honing into the gift of, you know, unity with other people as background vocals. Like so many artists out there, you've earned your stripes by doing not only the things we talked about earlier, but being a backup vocalist. So how do you think this influenced you as a performer, as a writer, and perhaps deep down as a human being, taking the whole thing a little deeper? I'd be interested in knowing how that all affected you as as a musician at art. You know, we say there are artists and then there are artists, artists, you know? Yeah. There's there's a difference there because like you see a lot of artists that are really that really want to grow and really want to be hungry for everything that you want to do. But and then there's an artist who really dives into like really want to we're really not wanting to do anything, but just want to capture people's attention all the time and not really focus on what your your soul really gift is. And so. So do you think working as a group, as a backup vocalist and learning all the dynamics you've just discussed, which are, are incredible. Do you think those things have influenced you in terms of future writing projects and uh, perhaps deep down as a human being in terms of how you think about and feel about the world around you? Oh, a hundred percent. I really felt like, you know, being a background vocalist um, and being, you know, in the, in the back, in the background really helped me to understand as a vocalist, and as a writer, what to do, because as a writer, you see, well, as a background vocalist, you see like how it kind of perceives the audience of what, like when you're singing the lyrics. And so I'm a type of person where when I write lyrics, I, I like to give it to other people, give it to my friends and say, hey, what do you think about these lyrics and see how they feel about the lyrics? If I feel some type of, if I see some type of emotion with them, then it makes me to realize like, oh, okay, you know, then this may be a hit because it's gathered emotion. Like when my single, um, when I grew up, I let at least like 15 people listen to it before I gave it out to the world. And those 15 people that listened to that song gave me so many different answers, but they all were kind of in sync where it was just saying, you know, I really felt your heart into the song. I really felt who you were in the song. And it was so authentic. It was just like, and it it felt like I was relating to you as a as an artist and relating to you as a person. And so that it really helped me to write, um, write songs to really understand what the audience is looking for and what they are trying to be captured by, you know. Uh, so, yeah, I'll tell you what, I love that song. And for our listeners out there, if you're not aware, I think most of you are, because this young man has stayed in our top 10 for weeks and weeks now with this <laughs> song when I grew up. And I'll tell you what, I love this song. And one of the reasons I love it is because it it doesn't sound like a production. It sounds like your storytelling. Yes, sir. And in fact, is- you know, we just did a show on the Memphis show uh, just last week. Actually, we were talking about music and the storytelling process. And it's just ironic that this is coming up now. It wasn't planned. It's just what I'm thinking about at the moment. That was how I interpreted that song. And, it, you know, we can all relate to that song. It's, it's really cool. So, you know, as anyone will tell you, uh, the genre re- we seem to want to, to label as country music is shifting to what is arguably a multiple uh, sub-genre of country. In other words, you have country music, classical country music, and then you have all these different little sub-genres of country that are sort of related. Everybody's kind of taking their own spin on it. But your music 
seems to be in a unique niche of its own. I, I know that you've got your music labeled as country. I get that. But it seems to be its own little niche of its own, which is really kind of a, a cool place to be. So what made you decide early on that country music would be the path that you would pursue as an artist? <laughs> so funny story about that. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I got time. We got time. Right, right folks? <laughs> right, right, right. So... <laughs> As a, you know, as an artist, you know, like growing up as an artist, I was trying to figure out exactly what my niche was. And I really thought that it was my niche was really soulfully gospel music because that's what I grew up on. And um, I was just like really, you know, doing I was pursuing it. I was going out and going to stages and singing and stuff like that. But I started slowly realizing, like, yes, I love gospel music, but. This is not what, you know, I this is not what's really like capturing my heart of like having passion of what I wanted to do. And I think it was because when I grew up, um, when I grew up around like country music, you know, singing Dixie Chicks and, and then it just gathered on to like Charlie Pride and it gathered on to Brad Paisley and and, you know, so many other artists. I didn't. Those are all awesome artists, by the way. Right. I didn't recognize what was happening until like after a couple of shows of doing gospel music, I was just like, man, this is really not what I want to do. But how am I going to explain to my family that this is what I want to do? And so, um, well, this is not what I wanted to do. And so I kind of explained to my family like, hey, this is I, I just feel like this is not where my heart is. And so my parents, they always told me, pray about it. If this is what God is calling you to do, you know, then you need to do that. And so um, I prayed about it and my heart was at rest whenever um, I came out with my first single um, against the grain. And when I first came out with that single, um, I God was already revealing to me then that this was the moment then that I needed to step into that area of doing country music and really help other and really help people to know who he really is as a, you know, cause I'm a Christian. And so a lot of times in the country area, uh, in the country genre, we don't see a lot of like Christians in that genre, like professing their faith a lot. And I think it's because we have to block, they have to block it off, you know, to keep their momentum and to keep who they are as an artist. But God was revealing to me then, like I've chosen you to be one of those artists to be one of those singers to really show people who I really am in this genre because right. they're, it's so dark and, and, and not really focused heavily into, you know, the God into gospel and well, not gospel, but into Christianity. And okay. so, yeah, well, that was my, that was my funny story. Hey, I applaud you for your transparency. That takes some, some courage, particularly country has at its roots, gospel background gospel roots one genre kind of influenced the other and so uh you got a little of both there whether you realize it or not <laughs> <laughs> so i got another question for you and this is a question probably some of our listeners are going to be asking so uh, i'm going to ask now are there any particular artists that have influenced your music or your process and it doesn't matter whether the mainstream artists or the independent artists but just kind of thinking back besides the Dixie Chicks, we know that they're there and Charlie Pride, he's there. Um, but particular artists that you really kind of, whether intentionally or not, started molding yourself after or you really 
uh, were really appreciative of their process or what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. So one person in particular is uh, Hunter Hayes. Hunter Hayes. Oh, yeah. Hunter uh, Hayes. is one of my fun. He's one of my favorite, favorite, favorite artists. He actually is the same age as me. So I'm 29. He's 29. And didn't rec- didn't recognize it whenever he was coming out with when he first came out with his first song called Wanted and didn't realize that he was the same age as me. Like it was, it was just crazy because it it made me realize like, man, like if he could be able to do this type of music, you know, do country music and still have a vibe that's not as not so much of country, but it's also well-rounded into R&B and and pop. Then I knew then I was like, oh man, like, um, so he influenced me a lot. Um, Like you said already, Dixie Chicks, they influenced me a lot. And so those, I would say those two people, those two like artists, they really helped me to shape who I am as an artist, honestly. Well, you know, we are an educational station here as well. We are about music education as one of our three components of our programs here. And so we're always trying to cater to independent artists and aspiring artists that haven't even got out on that limb yet and taken the chance on themselves. And we always like to ask questions that they may be asking themselves. And so I don't mean to throw you off here, but I'm just going to ask anyway. Has your musical journey been the journey you originally envisioned or have you had some detours along the way? Anything you might be able to share with other artists out there? Yeah. So, <laughs> so my, it wasn't what I, envisioned. that's a loaded question, right? <laughs> it is. It's a real loaded question. Um, so it wasn't what I envisioned at first. It really wasn't. Um, I was envisioning, like I said before, being a gospel artist and really pursuing that, but really um, understanding, too, that God was taking me into a different direction when I started realizing that that wasn't my passion. That was something that, you know, that I that I was growing up doing. And so I've had my detours along the way, um, especially being a country artist who is African-American. Uh, uh, I don't want to step into that role, but um, it's it's very difficult to, you know, make it into that genre, you know, being, you know, seeing that there's only a select amount of us that are in that genre. It's very difficult because we in the industry, there's like they have a certain stigma where it's like we have to stick to what is already placed inside of the genre. And they don't want to go outside of that because they, I mean, let's just be honest. They want to go home and realize that they're making money without having to figure, without having to really understand like they're not making money, you know, to to take challenge off of an artist, you know? And so go ahead. I was just going to say, there's this quote I like to share with people sometimes and it seems appropriate. So bear with me for just a second. But sometimes I like to tell people the absolute worst reason to do anything is because, quote, well, that's the way it's always been done. That's that's ridiculous. <laughs> anyway, I'm off my soapbox. Go ahead. No, and I totally agree with that. It's, I mean, that's what they do as, you know, as producers, as record labels, people in the record labels. They, they look at it in a perspective like that. Let's just go with what has always been done. If you notice, more so like artists are in the genre of, you know, R&B and pop are you know, primarily, you know, African-Americans or or uh, there's or there's primarily some 
who are, you know, Caucasian. But more heavily in the R&B, it's, uh, it's African-Americans. And the reason is, is because it's always been prone to that. And so when you have an artist that comes into the mix who is totally different, that brings something different to the table, they don't want to first jump on that unless you have gotten yourself a fan base that have really soulfully showed them that they can trust you as an artist. So yep. it hasn't, it's been my, it's been a difficulty, um, but I'm slowly realizing where my artistry is and what I'm doing. And um, I just was recording a couple of days ago and the guy I was recording with, the producer I was recording with, he even told me, he said, I've been working with you for two and a half years now. And I've seen dramatic change in you because you have literally shown people that you are an artist that wants to be unique, that wants to make it here in the industry. And you've shown that. And so, I mean, it just takes time. It, it it's takes hard to overcome passion, you know? Yeah. But it, it, it takes time to overcome those situations. And as you overcome them, like, you know, there's always going to be doubts. There's always going to be, you know, times where you're really not going to, you're going to think, what the heck am I doing as an artist? Like, why am I in this? But the more that you start second guessing yourself, the moment that you stop is when things really start to take off. It's always like that. The moment that you stop and stop really thinking about things and start and stop really thinking about like, why am I doing this? That's when things start happening, you know? Um, so, you know, I think you have the, you have the talent, the passion, and and the determination. You're going to get to the end of your journey, and I'm not sure you even know where that end is. And I hope that you don't, because that means there's a lot of really cool music coming our way for the, for decades to come. And I know I'm looking forward to it. You know, along this same thought process, though, trying to help other independent artists, I wonder if you might have some advice for up and coming indie artists today. You know, the kind of the reality of the music world, overcoming rejection and adversity, stage fright. Oh, we could just go on making a list, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, yeah. I would, oh, go ahead. No, I'm just, Mike's yours. Okay. So I would say um, as an artist, who, who people who are really trying to be an aspiring artist, stay true to you. Stay true to who you are as an artist. Don't oh, that's let anybody awesome. steer you you know, totally different than what you're really trying to be. If you want to be a country artist, be a country artist. If you want to be a gospel artist, be a gospel artist. If you want to be a pop artist, be a pop artist. But make sure that you are staying in staying in your lane and really focusing on what you really want to do. Um, and don't let anybody steer you from doing anything different. And always be unique also, like within that genre. If you if you want to stick to complacency, uh, a lot of times it, you're not going to make it. I'm just going to be honest. A lot of times you're not going to make it because once you stick to complacency, uh, you know, just sticking to what everybody else is doing in the genre, you're going to be looked at as like just another artist that's trying to make it. But if you want to make it in the industry and you want to be an aspiring artist, stay true to you, write songs that mean so much to you that will make you think second that will not make you second guess, but really understand that really helps people to know that this is who you are as an artist and helps you to uh, show people that this is what I want to do. Um, Cause a lot of times we want to write songs. I, I think for me, I wrote 
until I got to when I grew up, before I got to when I grew up, I wrote at least a hundred songs before I wrote when I grew up. Um, so it's going to take a lot of time, a lot of effort and a lot of sacrifice. But if you're willing to take the lot of effort and a lot of sacrifice and take the criticism, then you can make it in the industry. Um, you can make it so far in the industry. I love that so much. You know, we tell people all the time to embrace who you are and avoid either putting labels on yourself or feeling the need to or allowing anyone else to put labels on you, which is basically, I think, part of what you just just said. So, yeah, I love that. Tay, we want to thank you so much for joining us tonight and also for your recent decision to sign with Heart of Indie Radio. That is a great decision, by the way, I must say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so how may our listeners find you online? Yeah, so you can actually find me on Instagram, Tay Lewis Music underscore. And you can find me on Twitter, uh, just Tay Lewis. And then you can find me on Facebook, uh, Tay Lewis Music underscore. You can find me on my music page there. So, yeah, that's where I am. And then you can find my website, TayLewisMusicOnline.com. And, of course, you can find him on all of our social media and our main website. We're going to keep this young man busy as a new featured signed artist. And, oh, my goodness. Okay. Again, thank you so much. All right, everyone. Don't forget, you can find this interview and so many more on our podcast platforms, including Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google, Amazon, Anchor, whatever platform you happen to love. We are there. Okay. We're going to get back to the music right now here on Heart of Indie Radio. <laughs> 